time is 26 minutes to two o'clock. Now, it was only a couple of weeks ago that we were all gripped as we watched the scenes of the fire in the World Trade Center in Causeway Bay. We all know that fire can be a potential risk anytime, and it's absolutely essential that we know how to say stay safe. My next guests in the studio are experts in their field. Herman Hoare, Assistant Division Officer for the Community Emergency Preparedness for the Fire Service Department, and Dr. Shinyang Hong, Assistant Professor from the Department of Building Environment and Energy Engineering at PolyU, who is currently working on Shorefire, research project focused on fires and how they behave. Good afternoon to you both. Hi. Good afternoon. Lovely to have you in the studio. Um, Herman, I'm going to really ask you first, like, you know, um, we saw all the scenes. Now, you know, how can we be safe in our homes or, or anywhere, you know, when there's a risk of fire? Um, in order to um, enhancing the fire safety awareness better, uh, you get to know the most common cause of fire in Hong Kong first. Yeah. So make a guess. Idea. I suppose in the kitchen, really, in the, and using a wok and, <laughs> and maybe hanging clothes somewhere where it's a bit risky, yeah? You're right. Um, the accident occurred during cooking is the major cause of fire last year. Right. And following by um, the general electrical force and careless handling or disposal of light material, mm-hmm. um, such as cigarette ends. So um, to prevent fire or keep you safe, you always keep uh, a good house. Uh, you have to good. Uh, you have to keep a good housekeeping at home at mm-hmm. all time. For example, in the kitchen, make sure that the stoves keep clean of um, combustibles, and should be regularly cleaned to prevent grease from um, accumulating. Or another example: never connect too many plugs to yeah. some. To yeah, the we've same seen that socket. in the house yeah. <laughs> <laughs> So we always suggest good housekeeping is um, the key to avoid fire source and fire spread as well as um, barricade to uh, evacuations. Always provisions of fire extinguisher or um, the fire blankets as contingency. Moreover, yeah, um, installation of standalone detectors can alert occurrence of fire earlier. Is that something, you know, as a family, mm. um, you know, and we're living in these homes, is that something as a family we should do together? Because obviously everyone in the family must be aware of these things, you know, just to, to take care. So, I mean, what would you advise that, yeah, families get together and actually look at these things and make sure every so often? Uh, if you're talking about families, you, you have a more, uh, you live with an other occupants, right? Mm-hmm. Um, you and your family need to be uh, familiar with the means of escape mm-hmm. of um, the route of wh- where you live. For example, to, uh, you can develop a fire escape plan or you can designate a meeting place with your families. And also, you, you have to make sure um, near your, your, your unit, um, the fire escape route, such as corridor or staircase, mm-hmm. are free of obstructions anytime. Because, I, I mean, majority buildings in Hong Kong, I suppose, generally, there is usually some sort of sign to tell you where exits are and yeah. things like that. So mm. you should be aware of it. I think it's more about making people aware. I think what happens is that maybe um, suddenly when a fire alarm goes off, mm-hmm. we, we don't know what to do. You know, <laughs> we think... Oh, 
is it fire? Is it not? You know, so I suppose that's something that perhaps we should do with our family to make sure that our family know that if the fire alarm goes off, this is what we must do. So that's why I mentioned before you mm. have to plan ahead. Yeah. You, if you like um, look at around your unit, it should be a evacuation plan, your threat. Mm-hmm. So familiar with it. Or at night you can walk through with your family. Yeah, your staircase once yeah. because I don't think uh, every time or every day we uh, take a leap you take the elevator yeah. you get back home and go to work or go to school yeah. we never use the staircase no I know, <laughs> I know. <laughs> you maybe try you you use your staircase your, your home so yeah. uh, make familiar with that yeah, no, absolutely. Um, we were talking about, you You said that one of the main places where fires actually do occur is obviously in the kitchen. Mm. Um, and so, you know, if, for instance, if you are, say, cooking in the kitchen, you have a wok and suddenly, you know, this this thing lights up, what is it that you do? I mean, people sometimes think, oh, throw water on it or do whatever, you know, you're, it's just your panic reaction. So what should you do? If, if well, just... remember, the first thing, the top priority thing is stay calm. Yeah, <laughs> because if you Takes keep yourself you nervous, even though you, you 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 do know how to deal with it, but you're too nervous, you, yeah. you can't do it properly. Yeah. So, for example, you said pan of fat or oil to getting on fire, don't throw off water on it. You can keep calm, stay calm, and um, simply um, turn off the gas. Yeah, supply. I suppose that's yes. the first thing to turn it off. Half the pan with the lid. Mm-hmm. So is um, uh, you you can pull on fire or. If fried blanket is available at your home, you can use a smoke for the fire. Mm-hmm. But one more thing is, uh, besides fire prevention or how to handling a small fire, how to detect a fire at the early stage is also a key element for saving lives. Therefore, uh, this year, Fire Services um, um, Department encouraged members of the public to install a battery-operated um, standalone fire detectors. Right. It's very good. It's designed to give early warning to occupants in the premises at the incipient, uh, incipient stage of fire, enable their timely evacuate before a escape route Just becomes gives you that yeah, time, unsafe and, and, and due right. to effect of smoke and heat, you have more time. Detect the fire, alarm warning you, and you have you can timely evacuation save lives mm-hmm. and these detectors is that something that we can just buy you know from the shops or is there one that say the fire service say that look this is a really good one you should get this one Where actually you, you, you can you can buy it from uh, any um, register fire safety installation uh, installation uh, contractors or even you can you can buy it from the internet but uh, you, you can look up for uh, you can look it up in our um, homepage we have excellent uh, description and uh, oh, articles on okay. that. You can That's good. Uh, see all um, all the standards and how to install it, maintain it, and mm-hmm. it's clear stay on on that. Mm-hmm. And it's very easy. You just boil it. Uh, um, it's uh, it's um, battery operated. You just install by yourself and uh, you can protect your families. No, absolutely essential. I mean, you know, as I was saying when I started that, you know, lots of people, we were watching all this coverage on the TV. Mm. um, And I suppose we all imagine that we're never going to be in that situation, that you will not be in a fire or, you know, we'll not be in a building where there's a fire. But if, for instance, you know, you are now, say, with Chinese New Year and the New Year coming up, lots of people are getting together (laughs) at restaurants, they're in their homes. 
if something like that was to happen, like there's a fire, um, you know, there's a lot of people around. What is the advice that you give people? I mean, they may be high up in, in you know, there may be a stairwell and stuff. What's the best advice for them to deal with things? So now you're talking about not informing. Yeah. yeah, like you're in a restaurant and, and suddenly the alarm Christmas, goes yeah. off. So um, first thing first, like I mentioned before, if you survey or go to gathering to a place you're not familiar with, um, you should check the evacuation route up on a waterfall. For example, where's the exit? Mm-hmm. Where's the nearest staircase? You 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 have to uh, um, notice the first, and um, also you can um, uh, communicate with your friends or your family. Once you heard about uh, a fire alarm or you have to evacuate, you have to decide and meet that place. Mm-hmm. So you can uh, with your companion in case of separating the crown. And I also have to take this opportunity to say that in a commercial building, um, the, the property management of the commercial building also has the responsibility to ensure fire safety of the users mm-hmm. and the visitor on the crown control. Uh, they have to regularly detect unsafe circumstances, uh, fire hazards, and if there has any alteration work, Ensure good site, uh, good site uh, supervisions, and more frequently patrol to protect other users and visitors. Also, if there is any FSI shutdown, they should inform the FSD in advance, in advance for enhanced fire safety advice and formulation of um, a contingency plan. But back to your questions: If you have your family, your friend together, and mm-hmm. you suddenly heard fire alarm. Yeah. Don't panic. If <laughs> unfortunately you have to deal with the fire, deal with it calmly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's very easy to say, isn't it? But suddenly, when a thing goes off and, and people maybe see smoke or smell something, then there's kind of mass panic, isn't it? And that's what yeah, we have to. You have avoid. to leave the building by the nearest staircase yeah. and do not use the lift. <laughs> yeah, you see, that's the thing you, I was going you, to. You can use the lift. And you, even if it's like, even if you don't know that it's an actual alarm that's gone off and it's yeah. real or not, you just do not use the lift. Yes, right? and if there's smoke, if you want to uh, get out the nearest staircase, and if you can see smoke issuing from that staircase, Keep you going. have to stick to staircase. Um, you have to use another one. Okay. Don't use a staircase with smoke. Okay. Yeah. All right. Well, well, there's some very important points there. So, um, you know, I hope we've kind of noted, but obviously we can go to the website <laughs> yeah. and we can have a look at some of these things and the device is all there. Yeah. But it's really worth, I think, everyone in the, you know, in a home to have at least a, a fire blanket. If not, I mean, generally a little extinguisher would be a good idea, but yeah. a fire blanket is a good one. Fire, fire blankets is a good one for the kitchen. Yeah. yeah. Okay, good. Thank you very much. Thank that was you. very useful. I'm going to move on now to Dr. Hong and Xinyan. You um, are, are working on a very exciting project. It's called Shore Fire. So tell me first of all about the project itself. So the project, uh, in short, it's uh, basically we are using the artificial intelligence to predict uh, what a fire will become inside the buildings. And uh, that kind of information can help the firefighters to to know what's the situation inside and they can extinguish the fire better, faster and uh, rescue people faster. 
Mm. So what, I mean, you know, it's a major project you're doing, but like how, I mean, for a layman like me, I don't know anything about virus such. So how do you figure that out? I mean, how are you going to do that? What sort of research goes into that to figure out how this virus actually behaves? Okay, so so the idea is uh, right now we all know the artificial intelligence and big data are very popular now. It's all about uh, our computer are uh, become super powerful now. So we can use these uh, very powerful algorithms to recognize, uh, just like uh, re facial recognition, mm -hmm. we can recognize the fire and predict the fire. So the we are actually inspired by firemen, experienced firemen. We know sometimes like uh, experienced firemen, they go to the fire scene and they see some uh, smoke coming out and they have a gut feeling there mm -hmm. will be a big explosion mm -hmm. right after mm -hmm. and if you ask them why do you have that feeling they don't know but it actually happened right. all because okay. they have seen like hundreds they've seen so thousands. many that they yeah. can predict exactly what's yes, going to it's happen it's all in their brain so yeah. our idea is can we train computer like that can we let the computer learn thousands of these fires so they can predict these extreme fire event and and uh, save people's So the kind life. of data for that, if you're saying like this is the experience of firemen, um, is that something that, you know, would you be talking to firemen and getting their experiences about these things? And is that part of yes, it? Yes, so we have, uh, we have a big committee of uh, current firemen and uh, retired firemen. So we ask uh, their experience and uh, use that information to correct our database, correct our uh, numerical simulation on the fire. So these are all very wow. useful. Yeah. Yeah. So, so, I mean, with this project, how would you foresee, obviously, um, you know, given all this research, then hopefully if somebody was walking into a fireman's walking into a fire, you should be able to detect or, or give some insight as to what that, what's going to happen next, yeah? So what is the aim of it at the end of the day? So eventually uh, we know there are a lot of firemen they sacrifice every year because of the uh, probably they don't have, they, they inhale too much of the toxic smoke or they are overheated. So the idea is we're trying to protect them. So the firemen trying to protect uh, regular citizens and we're trying to protect the firemen because they are actually the, the most dangerous, uh, in the most dangerous situation. Mm. So uh, we have all these sensors, uh, almost all the new building, we have smoke detectors, we have heat detectors, CCTV cameras. All these are good information that can be used to feed our artificial intelligence engine. That information can tell us what a fire will become in the next five and ten minutes. Mm. If the firemen have this information, they can do their best to save people, save themselves. Wow. Yeah. So that's almost like, you know, you're getting control of that. And I suppose in fire terms, time is of the essence, yes. isn't it? Because a second can do an awful lot of damage, can't it? Um, you know, some of the work that you're doing on this particular project, you, you've got a big team together, haven't you? Lots of people working yes. on this. And how long is this research going to take? So this is research is uh, funded by the Hong Kong government. It's uh, 33 million. So probably the largest uh, research project uh, in fire area 
in Hong Kong history so far. So we have many partners involved, including like uh, like University of Edinburgh and the uh, National Institution of Science and Technology in U.S. and uh, companies so this is like a global thing, very yes. much so. So what you will get out of this project and what really generally you, you get from Hong Kong, you can pass on everywhere else. This is going to go far afield, isn't it? Yes, eventually this will be part of the smart city. So the safety is a very key element of the the smart. So we cannot say the city is smart if it's not mm -hmm. safe. Mm -hmm. So if we have all these smart sensors, smart AI engine, and we are able to achieve that uh, smart city concept, so it will be a standard that can be used worldwide. And can you see that maybe, you know, us as just general people who are using these facilities, is there some way that we would link on to that? Obviously, our firemen would be aware of things, but obviously the whole smart aspect would be something that maybe, you know, like, you know, Herman was mentioning about smoke detectors and this and that. So there's lots of things that would be beneficial beneficial for us too. Yes. So just just for example, like the, the Hong Kong World Trade Center fires. So we have many people inside. They have their cameras like uh, watching the fire. Mm -hmm. So if if these kind of video images can pass to the file Immediately, uh, yes, absolutely. They, they can know what's going on there. They can make a better decision about how to save people. So actually, every average people can help the the firefighting. Actually. Right. Well, there's some amazing stuff there going on. Um, thank you very much. Can I just um, ask you? This is just add, I just think very interesting to know. Sure. You know, you're obviously going to do lots of computer simulations, things like that, yes. right? But you're also are you going to go somewhere and then set fire to a building and then see how it goes. Yes. I mean, you've got facilities to do things like that too. Yes, we have many larger scale fire experiments ongoing. Uh, some in Hong Kong, those the uh, Hong Kong Fire Survey Department, they have uh, large tester facilities. They can burn real, like, uh, three-story buildings. Wow. And we have uh, some partners in mainland China, in Sichuan, and we can burn, like, big tunnels. We can burn high-rise buildings. So these can provide, like, a very real fire data for our database. Oh, well, it's an amazing field and I think, you know, it's although, you know, I'm sure lots of people are listening, it's difficult to understand some of these things, but frankly, I can see that, you know, that would affect everyone's life and obviously it's so important that we're there for the fire service to be able to make sure that they're safe as well as people in their homes. So thank you, um, Herman. Thank you very much for coming in. Some Thanks great, a lot. Great thank tips you for the there. And thank you, Xinyan. And um, um, I look forward to it. And remember, you can go to the website and find out more. <laughs>